What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the final NFL podcast of the season. It is sad to say. Um, me and Michael have enjoyed doing these each and every week. We hope you enjoyed them all the way from the preseason breakdowns to the Super Bowl picks. We have been red hot. I am undefeated right now picking an aside. I am hoping that that stands true. We're going to give a pick on who we think covers this game. We're also going to give out a lot of fun prop bets, ways we're attacking the Super Bowl, talk all angles. It's a really good one. We very much enjoyed recording this. We hope you enjoy this as well. Um, stay tuned for Trophy Kids. We're going to start talking some college hoops and some other things in the coming weeks. We appreciate your support, and let's go. Welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is February 11th. Super Bowl week is upon us. We are only a couple days away, and we have brought back Michael for our show. How are we doing today? Good, sir? I am doing well. Had a lengthy day at the uh, day job today. Um, so if I sound a little brain dead, it's because I kind of am. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for the Super Bowl, man. It's going to be a good one. We were dreading a potential Jimmy G in the Super Bowl matchup. And instead, we got honestly... Probably a very interesting dynamic going in. Something that I'm actually excited to break down and watch this Sunday, which I think was the best possibility when we got to the... Well, I mean, if you throw the Chiefs in there, it still would have been electric. But yeah. the best combo, I would say, going into this. Yeah, I mean, it's everyone gets kind of, you know, Chief fatigue. I got, you know, Tom Brady fatigue, where you kind of get tired of seeing the same teams. You obviously wanted to see Tom again, but yeah. many of us didn't. Um, so it's nice, you know, getting a team like the Bengals in there. Um Obviously, we've seen the Rams. They've been successful, and we've seen them in there, but it's nice to see someone like Matt Stafford. So I think there's kind of, for like casual fans like ourselves, I think both of us are probably pulling Cincy, but I would be happy for Matt Stafford if he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that's the fun thing about this Super Bowl is there's, I think, I mean, I think most of the country is riding for the Bengals because they're sort of an easy yeah. team to root for. Yeah. Um, they've got that huge underdog card with them. They're young, exciting. The swagger they bring is fun. But, like, if the Rams win, it's like it's a feel-good story on both sides of the ball. That You're not, I don't think anybody looking at, like, there's no bad guy in this. There's no, like, yeah. guy like Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl where everybody's like, ah, I want to see him lose. Um, or scandals going on. Like, this is a very kind of clean, fun Super Bowl. Um, which is interesting. And the matchup is, I've been hearing a couple things. Like, a lot of people aren't keen on the matchup. I actually kind of love the matchup. I mean, yeah. the way I view it is this could either be, and this sounds so stupid and oversimplistic because they're like, yeah, no shit, Nate. But I see this as either a complete blowout. There is the possibility that, like, from the jump, this could be bad. But I really see this as being a very close game with the way these two teams have been playing coming into this, which when Vegas put out the number four, four and a half, I was like, that feels kind of dead right. Like, I would have been happy with three and a half, but four and a half seems dead right. Like, this is going to be, I think, all tents and purposes, a very close game. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, it definitely... Like you said, it sounds, you know, just so like, duh. But um, it, the thing, obviously, that is concerning, the protection for Joe Burrow against this team. And that's where hopefully it doesn't get ugly, but it could get ugly very early. And you just, I mean, you pray he stays healthy throughout the entire game. That would just Correct. destroy the entire game. Oh, God, I'd be so blown away if that happened. Um, <laughs> knock on wood. Um so that that's concerning, but I, I totally agree. I think this has the potential to be like a shootout, like it's just the second half, just kind of how these playoffs have been recently. I'm hoping it just kind of carries over to this game. I think it could be a second half shootout. I, you know, not to give away picks early or anything, but I'm leaning towards that over. You kind of want to root for an over anyway in the Super Bowl, I think. Absolutely. Um, so like, I, I don't know. This could, I'm hoping it's close. I'm thinking it's going to be pretty close. So I'm excited. 
I don't want another McVay coming out 10-point Super Bowl here. Um, then again, the, the quarterback has been upgraded for the Rams, so that happens against this Bengals defense. Ooh, McVay, wonder child, might need to take a back seat here. Um, we might need that, to... was such, that was such a frustrating year because, remember, it was like, all right, they scored 10 points, and you know he's just handing it off to C.J. Anderson and after every game. Todd's fine. He, he, he's totally healthy. Like, Todd Gurley's totally fine. That was such just an aggravating... Super Bowl run that the Rams made. <laughs> Un, yeah, unbelievably <laughs> aggravating. And that Super Bowl was pull your hair out frustrating to watch at times, to say the oh. least. One of the was more like painful experiences. Yeah, one of the more oh. painful Super Bowl experiences. Terrible. Not a fan. Um, but I think that leads us right into it. Let's kind of break it down, both matchups. We'll give out some picks and bets. We have some prop bets. I got some fun ones and some more like, I really like these, and then game side. Um, but let's break it down. You kind of mentioned it to start Bengals offense line, defense line. How do you see that matchup, Bengals offense versus the Rams defense? Do you see an edge going one way or the other? How do you feel that's going to break down throughout the course of this game? Um, I think it could be one of these games where I think the Rams defense maybe early will kind of get after Burrow. And, you know, it, it may kind of, not that I'm going to say Burrow's going to get deer in the headlights because I don't even think he's capable of that, but just maybe the team all in general coaching staff. Um, yeah. So uh, that I'm a little concerned about. I could see the Rams defensive line maybe dominating somewhat early, but the Bengals kind of pulling it together, getting it together. They've shown that they can do that and come back on teams. That's kind of what I'm predicting when it comes to, you know, the Rams defensive line against the concerning offensive line there, the Bengals. I do think, you know, Jamar Chase, I think he'll get his. Um, and yeah. I, I just think as this game goes on, Maybe I'm just trying to talk it into existence, but I mean, I see both these quarterbacks going like over 275 yards passing. I don't hate it. I mean, <laughs> there's a couple points there that hit on the Jamar Chase, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, I, I know it's your bravado. You're a hell of a corner, but like you did just get burnt like toast by Mike Evans. Maybe calm down on calling out really good wide receivers right now. <laughs> I was just I, <laughs> told the I'm horses. With you on that, especially electric, just. Who I'd say, uh, after Tyreek Hill, is probably the second fastest person in the NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he might need some help, and that's okay. 100%. As well as, I think Richard Sherman was the one that says this, like, Chase has got the advantage because Ramsey is not going to man up, press him all game. So there's going to be, a, there, he he's going to yeah. leave space for him to maneuver. Um, so it is a dangerous matchup there. It's funny you mentioned the dead the deer in the headlights thing with Joe Burrow and like how that's probably not going to happen, but the concern is the coaches. I 100% agree that I am concerned about, and I, I'm going to clarify my comments on Zach Taylor here in a minute, but the Zach Taylor deer in the headlights. But I don't think this is an unreasonable statement to say that like I have no worry about Joe Burrow because thinking about and breaking down, Joe Burrow has played in bigger games than Matthew Stafford, which is crazy to say, but with Matthew Stafford being in the Lions, Joe Burrow winning a national championship in college, being on those Ohio State teams, like... Joe Burrow's a little bit more familiar with the insane pressure-filled atmosphere than Matthew Stafford probably going into this one. I've never really thought of that, but I 100% agree with it. Um, I, and it's all and it's all recent for Burrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stafford. I'm not even really acting like I really know how his Georgia teams were. I don't even know how big a games he played in. Probably a huge games. They were pretty. Know. Yeah, they're pretty was, good. That was a long time ago, dude. He had no Sean Moreno and AJ Green on that team, and they somehow didn't win a national championship. So <laughs> unbelievable. That's like those me. Clemson, those Clemson teams that had DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, and Martavis Bryant. What? <laughs> how did you not throw for ten thousand yards? <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, yeah, and, and it's sort of that aspect of, like, you don't know what you don't know yet. So there is, like, a little bit, I think, less pressure with the younger group. I don't think they get kind of deer in the headlights. They have a lot yeah. of one um, kind of winner's mentality on the Bengals, which is interesting. And you see it, like... They have they have the never die attitude. They're always always think they're inside the games. Like the comeback they had against the Chiefs, which was a partial meltdown by the Chiefs, which we talked about, and a big effort by the Bengals who went out yeah. and won that game. Um, Zach Taylor concerns me because I think I should kind of clarify because I live in Cincinnati. I've run into some friends who have been listening to the podcast and are giving me crap for Zach Taylor and my picks on him. I still think it's very accurate. We all know coaches who have won Super Bowls who maybe weren't like the best. I think Zach Taylor is an awesome guy. He gets it for the city of Cincinnati. He seems like a great dude. He understands what it means to the city. He's going around giving game balls out to local bars after they win playoff games. He's endeared himself to the city. He seems like a great guy. But when it comes to the X's and O's, he is incredibly predictable and runs incredibly simplistic offense that they seem to be winning in spite of, not because of. What do I mean by this? And this is something my girlfriend is a diehard Bengals fan, and she is like about to punch me every game because it is so predictable. If if Joe Burrow's behind center, it's a run. If he's in shotgun, it's a pass. And I just sit there, call it out, and then it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I... Like, I know it's sitting on my couch what's going to happen. You damn know Sean McVay, who mentored this guy, who pulled him basically off the street into the NFL and gave him his start in his, his entire mentorship in the NFL, is going to know that. I mean, it is so predictable that when you combine... Um, pass rates from shotgun and run rates from under center. It is the most predictable offense in the NFL. I got this from another podcast. Um, Payne Insider gave this that out, so I'm not claiming this one. He went and broke it down. If the Bengals are in two wide receiver formation, 75%, 75% chance of a run. If they're three wide receiver sets, 33% chance. It's just a predictable offense. And if the Rams know that I have a lot of concern with a defense that has a defensive line win-pass rush rate of first in the league in a offense line who's bottom two in the league in that category. Yeah. The defense line, knowing, oh, he's in shotgun, I can pin my ears back and go after him. That's a big tell. So Zach Taylor's got to change it up, and he just hasn't really seemed to do that. And he's young in his coaching career. And the Bengals are way ahead of schedule. I mean, they have, what, the third most cap space, I think, going into the offseason. They have insane talent. you still got great players on rookie deals early in their rookie deals, too. Like the future is bright if Zach Taylor can put it together, but I think that is that is what I mean when I criticize Zach Taylor. Is it's just he isn't he isn't changing anything. He isn't doing anything to disguise anything, and that it's worked so far because they've sort of had a horseshoe up their ass. But I do kind of worry about that in this big game. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. Just bringing up how the Bengals' predictability is sucks because it just. The biggest strength on the the Rams defense is just going to capitalize on it. Yeah, I mean that's that's super concerning. I mean, you're in shotgun, Von Miller and Aaron Donald. They know you're passing. I mean, that's 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 a bad situation. Uh, oh, yeah, and and we saw with the Chiefs who were they just unfortunately didn't capitalize. You oh, know, yeah. Chris Jones. I mean, Burrow escaped Chris Jones, but like every first down, just running it up the A gap and getting stuffed. It's just a waste of a down. And then you're relying on Joe Burrow to be perfect on third down without even trying to bypass it. He does become perfect, but this is a better defense than the Chiefs defense. And so can they still produce it? I still think they can because I think the linebackers for the Rams are pretty sorry in coverage. Safety's Eric Weddle's a great story, but like there's a deficiency there. There are guys that you can attack in that secondary and they match up really well. 
it's just like, man, Zach Taylor's got to throw a little spice in there. Instead of using salt and pepper, maybe throw a little garlic salt in there. Like, let's get something going here <laughs> that throws a little offbeat. Because Sean McVay, is, I would assume, is going to have and um, the Rams' defense are going to be ready for this, given they know Zach Taylor very, very well, given he grew yeah. up in their program. Um, anything else before we slip, flip the sides of the ball here? Uh, no, not, not much. Let's talk Rams offense versus Bengals defense. This is an interesting matchup from my perspective. Do you see an edge going one way or the other? How do you see that matchup breaking down? Um, here's the thing. It's, I see all these Twitter polls and everything, and maybe it's just because I, I, I really like this Bengals team. I don't know what it is, but I'll see like polls of which team has a better offense. And a lot of times the Rams, it's like a 70-30 vote. And I'm just like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, I wouldn't but, say I agree with that. <laughs> they yeah, have a better offensive I, I, line, but you look at those weapons for the so, Bengals. Woof. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I know Cooper Cup, Odell, Van Jefferson, but it's it's just I don't know. It's weird. It's different to me. Just the, the Bengals, they're more explosive in my opinion. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, and just but I I don't I don't really love the Bengals' pass defense though against this this LA team. That's a little concerning. Um. I, I do think one one bet I do like, and I, I liked it um, in the NFC Championship game. I like Odell over. It's sixty two and a half right now. I, I, Vegas is kind of catching on. They're they're moving they're moving it up to sixty two. But he's just last game he had over a hundred. He had I think he had like sixty nine the game before that. They they just seem to continuously be getting him involved. So I, I'll take him over on the sixty two and a half. Um, but I just wonder. How, I, I think the LA's going to come out and pass the ball at least 45 times. Do you think they're going to run that much? See, I kind of think they are. So I think that the, okay. that prop bet isn't terrible because Higby, I think, is from all I've read and heard is trending to probably be out. And we've seen a come down yeah. in Van Jefferson's target and productions with the addition of Odell. So I don't hate that because Cooper Cup, I've got to imagine, the Bengals have done a good enough job of identifying who is going to be a problem on offense to deal with in trying to yeah. at least help that situation. They've done a good job adjusting, and you saw it in the Chiefs game. They made a perfect adjustment. They rushed three defenders, dropped eight, and they were like, we're just going to have, we're going to swarm everywhere, and you're not going to get big explosives. And the Chiefs didn't have a big explosive all second half. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I do wonder, I, I, I feel like the Rams are going to try to run the ball because... If they can, if the Bengals continue with that strategy, which I think they will, because Matthew Stafford, I mean, anybody with a brain has seen what he's done against the fucking Blitz, and he you saw what he did against the Bucks when they went man up, Blitz yep. tore him. Yep. <laughs> so I would imagine the Bengals are probably going to keep a similar strategy: rush three, drop eight, which is going to allow Cam Akers to run the ball, but he's had some fumble issues. The run game has been somewhat inconsistent. There's Odell's going to have no some one on the Rams. No one running on the Rams scares me. No. Now, if they had a Joe Mixon, maybe I'd yeah. be a little scared. <laughs> Joe, Mixon, Joe Mixon scares me. No one running for the Rams really scares me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I do think they'll be a little run heavy to, to start and then start to mm -hmm. open it up, but that's the other thing. I think this is the part, not to tip my hand, is Matthew Stafford, I don't know if you've gotten this vibe, but it feels like this every game. Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay seem to want to just give away games at like the end of the game. There have been some baffling play calls and throws. At the end of the game, we saw it in the 49ers game, we saw it in the Bucks game. Like mm -hmm. they feel like they just want to give games away. Am I crazy for thinking this? It's it's crazy how just 
out of nowhere, they'll get so aggressive and you're like, whoa, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. It's so weird. It's outrageous. And so I, I think there are going to be opportunities. But like you said, I it's funny, too, because you look at the Bengals have the third most expensive secondary, third most expensive defensive line. The secondary played up to that last week. I still am, or two weeks ago, I'm still baffled in how they were able to keep coverage downfield on those long Mahomes scrambles and let nobody get open. But, and they have a ton of cap space. You know, they up, upgrade a you know couple linemen and maybe another linebacker. Whew. But there are some vulnerabilities. I don't hate Odell prop there. Um, I think the Cooper Cup one is going to skyrocket here if if Higby yeah. gets announced out, and I might bet the under on that because I do think the Bengals will, they understand Cooper Cup's ability and are going to try to alleviate that. They play two safety, yeah. hell, they played three safeties at one point in the Chiefs game, and Jason Jesse Bateman is a heck of a safety back there. It covers up a lot of issues. So I do kind of think Odell's going to get some targets here in this game. Yeah, I think the Rams have the edge. But the Bengals got some fight in them on defense, so I I don't I don't know what to do with that side of the ball almost. It's hard, man. I I feel like we have a much better feeling for the other side of the ball that yes. we talked about. Than, like I just feel like I had so much more to say on the uh, the Rams defense versus Bengals offense, but just I, I don't know exactly. It's harder to predict what's going to happen on this side here. I mean. The thing that concerns me, obviously, is if you know the Rams get short fields, they're gonna they're gonna score. Um, yeah. That's where you know I get concerned. You know, Burrow, you know, strip fumbles or anything like that, sack fumbles or anything. Um, one, you know, going back to the other side of the ball, real quick, I want to give one player a little shout out on Cincinnati, and I kind of want to since you live in that area, he, I feel like he's got to be incredibly loved. Tyler Boyd, <sighs> that man has had two one thousand yard seasons, one thousand yard seasons. Sorry, I can't talk. Brain dead. And he's just kind of – he doesn't seem to complain that he's now the third option in the passing game. Like, it doesn't seem to matter to him. Like, does everyone in Cincy just love him? Yeah, because he was – it was funny. When A.J. Green was aging, Tyler Board was like, oh, don't worry. We got a guy that yeah, we yeah. can just ease right back in. And now he's eased off. And to your point, you don't really – like, he just plays within the system. They all – they don't care. They're very selfish players. And mm-hmm. that has endeared them to this entire city. The wide receiving core in this city is – be loved. Yeah, it is incredible. <laughs> like you won't hear a bad word spoken ever about anybody on this wide receiving core. Um, there are some bad words about some other players in the team where there's a little less faith. Sim- yeah. Drew Sample will be an example. Not a lot of not a lot of happy feelings about him potentially having to step up, uh, given the injury to uh, Uzama there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Tyler Boyd is loved. That's a great call out because it is funny. It, it's a point that I haven't really brought up, but that was literally the talk around the town when Ty- AJ Green was starting to age. It was like, oh, we're just going to filter in Tyler Board. He's this I mean, great wide receiver. He gets great, like, great really depth. Good. Yeah. <laughs> completely like, under talked about. So you feel probably pretty good, though, about the under 39 and a half. That seems kind of high, especially, I mean, he's got like 19 and 16 in those last two. Yeah. I mean, I, I know he's Cape and he's got 26 in the, the game before that. I mean, I know he's capable of putting up over 100 yards, but just like, there's just so many options on this offense. I feel like 39 and a half is kind of high. He hasn't had a game above 36 yards in since the Ravens game where he went the fuck off. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, he gets targets, 
but it's more underneath stuff. And that's the other thing. I think that's the part that even works even better in your benefit is Joe Burrow. I was looking it up the other day. Uh, I apologize if I get this something that went wrong, but I believe he's had he's had the quickest release time of any mm. quarterback in the playoff, which means you're not being able to hold on the ball for big chunk yard plays. It's a lot of underneath stuff, a lot of shorter yard stuff. The explosive here and there, obviously, because Jamar Chase and Higgins making plays out of nowhere. But yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I, I kind of like the under there. I don't I don't hate that at all. <laughs> yeah, probably I'll probably go with that. Um, the one thing I did want to say as we switch back and forth here, um, <laughs> yeah. the one thing about the Bengals defense I do want to give them credit for is their adaptability. Because think about it week to week. What did we say going into the Titans game? This rush defense stinks. And it has all season. It stinks. Lou Amarillo and that defense said, all right, beat us through the pass. We're going to load the box. You aren't going to get anywhere on us. And they did that. Then they go play the Chiefs. This is a passing offense. No way you're going to be able to stop them. They get absolutely torched in the first half. Looks like the Chiefs are just going to walk away with this thing. Absolute bloodbath. Come out in the second half. Crickets from that Chiefs offense. This defense's ability, whatever the Rams are doing well in the first half, mm-hmm. I would implore people to maybe look at that second half market and just kind of short the Rams there a little bit. If they're running the ball really well, short the run game. If they're passing the ball really well, short that in the second half because Lou Amarillo... Amarino, I'm butchering his name. I apologize. In this Bengals defense, are chameleons. They they have been able to show that they can they can change their stripes mid game and do it flawlessly throughout the entire playoffs right now. So I think that's a credit that they deserve at this point in time because they've been getting beat up left and right by us, by everybody in the media about how they aren't living up to their paychecks essentially. A little tidbit, little tidbit there. Um, <laughs> overall. How do we feel? We've broken down both sides of the game. How are we feeling about this? We've said, I think, some good information. Where do we see this outcome headed? Um, so I'm thinking, I'm hoping and also leaning towards this being a close game. Um, I think since he can cover, I'm concerned about whether they can win. I want <laughs> them to win. I really do. Um I think they can probably, you know, keep this within a field goal. So I, I am going to take them as long, and I don't see this line jumping too much. Um, no. I mean, I see myself pretty safe with a field goal. Um, so I'll, I'll take them plus four. I'll take them plus three and a half. I mean, I'd take them. I don't think they'll go plus three, but I would have, consider it then too. But I, 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 I'm not picking them to win, which crushes me. Um, I, I, I don't think I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, I think in order for them to win, a lot has to go right. You got to turn over Matthew Stafford. You can't be super predictable on offense. Those two things alone, to get both of those going, feels like an L because I don't feel like yeah. that's going to happen. But if they can, they can win this damn football game. Um, dude, I want them to win so bad. Being in Cincinnati, I've adopted like, this team. Are, are you guys off on Monday? <laughs> the, oh, schools have already shut down. The uh, awesome. governor declared like a state of Bengalism or some nonsense where like everybody in the state is implored to wear black and orange on Sunday. Like the city is... Dude, people were lighting fireworks fireworks off in the middle of the street when they won the AFC Championship game. It was a madhouse down, downtown. Awesome. Um, <laughs> 30,000 people showed up to a pep rally. I looked at the Rams pep rally. We had oh. better pep rallies at our high school. <laughs> Way better. Like It was embarrassing. It was horrible. Bengals are packing 30,000. I'm walking out of work. The stadium opened at like 4.30 for like a 7 p.m. kickoff. 
packed downtown. I saw Joe Burrow driving. People were losing their ever-loving minds. This city is awesome right now, energy-wise, and I want them to win because this place will explode. There hasn't been much to yeah. celebrate in the form of sports here for a while for a diehard sports town who only has two major professional teams. They just got soccer, but they're terrible right now. That's very recently new. They only have two teams. Like This city loves the Bengals, and I do want them to succeed, and it would be a madhouse. It'd be awesome. I, I'd i love to see it. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it's going to happen. I do, too. I, I am hoping. Yeah, be, Go and I can't wait to see the the random people that placed uh, you know, preseason bangle wagers. I, I can't wait to see the payouts. <laughs> How depressing it is to be a Jags fan to see everywhere on social media that the Bengals and Jags had the exact same odds preseason win the Super Bowl and the Bengals are in the Super Bowl right now. They were both like plus fifteen hundred or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how many like there's probably just so many people that did make these crazy wagers that are just hedging the shit out of oh, yeah, getting heavy Rams. You got to. You just got to. Yeah, like make no illusions about like when I said this could be a bloodbath, there is no way the Bengals are blowing out the Rams. This could easily turn nah. into a Rams blowout if they're not careful. But like I said, I'm with you. I think this is a field goal game, and that gives them a chance. They're a never-lose team. I'm also going Bengals plus four. I I have to. I have to do that. I'm not putting out bad yeah. juju into this city and taking the Rams. Um, yeah, got to. Got to. Also, NFL, Like I don't know how you feel on this. I, I understand the event and the nature of the event, but a $6,000 cheapest ticket is bullshit NFL. Like I get it's a marketing event. I get it's like... It has to be expensive, but that is so ridiculous that we've completely priced out any normal fan um, from a Super Bowl experience. It's just ridiculous. Like, can we not get the upper bowl to be capped at like two grand, three? Like, I'm not saying these have to be cheap. Like, it's a big event, but like six thousand dollars—that's insane. Yeah, I mean, I've always said I would spend pretty big money if Washington makes it. I wouldn't spend six. I mean, I'd probably spend like twenty five hundred. I probably would. Yeah, um, that's but, fair. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. But yeah, it's ridiculous. Just the common fan is can't go um, unless you know they win like the few tickets that are you know given away. Right. Um, and a few, you know, you know, it's L.A., so I'm sure there's some rich ass fans that could go. But um, like, still, that's just. I don't know. Yeah. To me, a really rich fan. I know they could be just as big a fan as a common folk, but they're not the common folk. So they're not living and dying. Their their week yeah. isn't like, completely they ruined. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, like they they could be dire. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's yeah. the the rich guys out there that you know are losing their ever loving minds on Sunday. But like, come on, the common fan lives and dies legitimately with this. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it's as different. They go to their. They go to their cubicle on Monday just miserable. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude. Rich guys don't. <laughs> no. Um, like, that part sucks. Like, it, it, yeah. like my girlfriend was a diehard Bengals fan. We probably wouldn't have gone to Super Bowl even if it was because she wants to be in the city if they win. Completely reasonable. Whatever. Very but, reasonable. like, the moment I pulled up those tickets, six grand per ticket, food probably costs, like, 300. A hot dog's probably, like, 300 bucks. Like, what are we doing? It's just, yeah, it, it's unreasonable. Anywhere you're sleeping is, you know, five times the price that night. Yeah. <laughs> flights out there. I didn't even look at flights, but I'm sure those were jacked up through the roof for that nonsense. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know they were for the AFC Championship game out of Cincinnati, out of CVG, mm -hmm. so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, all right, let's talk some props. There are some fun props out there. I don't know if you, yep. how many you have. I think first off, tails never fails. I'm going tails. Don't be a loser here. Like, wh what are we doing, yeah. people? <laughs> Easy yeah, props. I, I, 
Always go tails. Um, yeah. Um, one, I don't have a ton. Um, there's one that's kind of interesting to me is I saw the, it, the odds are to it, you know, favorite happening, but I, I think it's definitely going to happen is will any, you know, scoring drive happen in less time than the national anthem, which is set at one minute and 38 and it's, it's game time, not, you know, right. Lifetime. Um, I, I, I would, I would imagine there's going to be a quick score in this game that that's less than um, a minute 38. So I would lean towards that happening. Knowing how these two teams play a hundred percent, especially if the Bengals are down in half in McVay forces Zach Taylor's hand to be super aggressive on like first down and stuff like Jamar Chase yeah. is a walking touchdown in like two seconds. So, and same with Cooper yeah. cup in like that, that side of the, and the Rams also have that game. Both these teams are moving faster than molasses. So like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. And I will say it, it says scoring drive. So I don't think pick sixes count. So That's kind fair. Of just so just yeah. so we know. I wonder field goal. Do we think field? Well, they wouldn't kick a field goal unless then. Well, end of the game, maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Something to look I into. I mean, you throw you throw quick three incompletions. Boom. <laughs> I mean, in? I don't know. That could work in our favor, which actually leads me into my first prop bet. Mm-hmm. Bengals first score to be a field goal, plus 160. Last seven games, first score by the Cincinnati Bengals has been a field goal. We just talked about Zach Taylor being super conservative. And uh, McPherson's got a fucking cannon on his leg. That man yeah. is good from wherever on the field. Um, I like the prop bet. Bengals first score field goal at plus 160, given the nature of how these two teams play, or how this team plays, especially in the early part of this game when the Rams yeah. defense is going to be hopped up. Yeah, I like that. Um, this one here. This, in my opinion, excellent value. Excellent value. Will Snoop Dogg smoke a doobie in the halftime show? <laughs> plus, yes, is plus 250? What? Are you kidding me? They're in California. I mean, he, he does. I mean, you see him at, at these events. I mean, he openly smokes doobies. Dude, we've seen I a mean, nipple on the Super Bowl. You're telling me that a joint okay. isn't making it on? Yeah, in L.A., and, and Snoop up there with Dre and Eminem and that. And that. And that's plus two fifty. I don't know how you can't throw money on that. Dude, God I, I'm bless, amazed by it. God bless the betting world of the Super Bowl that we're able to to bet on whether Snoop Dogg is going to pull out. It's a no, no, no. halftime. We're just sitting there. We're like <laughs> <laughs> losing our minds. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. That is a great one. I love that. Also, this is the closest the short lines are ever going to get to a Super Bowl. Eminem performing at halftime and Matthew Stafford is the quarterback. This is this is Detroit yeah. Super Bowl right here. <laughs> They're in. They're fully in. Um, I am going. Uh, what was the other one I had? I had oh, um, the opening kickoff will not be a touchdown. It's happened. I have a stat on. It. I got to pull up my. I forgot to pull up my piece of paper here. Um. Uh, Pat McAfee gave out a reason as to why this happens so infrequently. It's because the first, the opening kick is a completely new ball, never used because they send it immediately to Canton. So the ball has less use on it. Apparently, that means it's generally shorter. La- wait, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead. You said touchdown. You mean touchback? Touchback. Yes. Sorry. Touchback. Okay. Will the okay. opening kick right. of the Super Bowl result in a touchback? I am going okay. no. In the last yeah. 28 Super Bowls, 26 of them have not resulted in a touchback. Out of the last 55, 49 of them have had no touchback on the opening kick. So I am wow. going, will the opening kickoff result in a touchback? No, as to the prop. Good clarification, because that would have been confusing as to the touchdown. I am not yeah. Devin oh, Hester yeah. is not out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, cool. Um, I like that one. I, I definitely like that one. That's crazy. I can't believe those are the numbers on that. Right. And it, it's because it's because of that ball. They it's, apparently it's, it's very important. Yeah, Ma- uh, McAfee said it's a brand new ball, and for whatever reason, it's harder to kick or something. I don't know, but it's like a That's- special ball that they use for the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl, and then they send it immediately to Canton, and that ball's never used again. That's crazy. I mean, because teams these days are almost always deferring, and I doubt it will have an impact. But I wonder if teams know that. And you're like, you know what? Let's not defer so we can actually have a crack at a kickoff return. But I, I doubt that would have an impact. But that's crazy. I mean, if you're the Bears back when you played the Colts, that I don't know who won that that coin flip. But might be worth yeah, going back and looking. <laughs> Wild start to the Super Bowl. That was the greatest start of all time. <laughs> oh yeah, insane. Just he just housed it. Unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're just talking. Just, I remember the whole lead up to it, like. Devin Hester, like, I mean, you know, they're just talking about how amazing he's like, can he actually do it? And he does it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, what an awesome. It was raining, too, at the time. Like, oh. Yeah, it was raining. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm going with that prop. Um, I didn't hear it. I saw it on the internet, or like a quote from Pat McAfee or somebody paraphrasing him, but apparently that's why. All I know is those are the stats behind it. Going with that as a prop for me. Okay. Um, this one here, um, it's kind of it's a pretty common bet that everyone likes to make. And I, I'm sorry, I actually don't have the odds on it. I'm just going to go off what I think. Um, I'm thinking the Gatorade's going to be orange. Um, I had that as well. <laughs> Dude, we're on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> I do I have some stats on that. <laughs> it, 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 in my just memory in general, it seems to be orange. And You'd I know the correct. classic, I want to say the classic first ever Gatorade is an orange drink down in, down in Florida. Or maybe it was yellow. I don't know. I feel like it was orange. I feel though. like I mean that's the color of the Gators. It was made at the University of Florida. That feels about and, right. And that, that I don't know if they still use that like symbol where it was almost like a Harry Potter scar. Looking yeah, thing. it was always orange. Yeah, always orange. Um, Gatorade is kind of it's orange, and orange is also my favorite flavor, especially after I had the night of drinking. All oh, the orange Gatorade mm. so good. It's a little different. Um, so I actually have a stat from this. Uh, since 2006, the most common colored port on winning coaches is orange at 33.3% of the time. So one in three chance there. Essentially. It's a well, color, I'm telling you. There's more colors. But yeah, I mean, yeah, nailed it. That was also a prop bet of mine. You got to, you also have, that's just the fun. Like, I'm, we're not saying put your bank account on these things, but it's the fun oh, to no. sprinkle a little on these fun props. This is the part, this is the best part of getting to the end of the season. It's a celebration. Yeah, I mean, this is our depressing. I mean, unless you know we're going to be betting the USFL or whatever's coming in soon, oh, we might. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was betting Canadian football at one point not too long ago, yeah. so we we may. But this is you know the last hurrah. I mean, you know, we got March Madness and that's exciting. But we, I mean, let's be honest, betting and football betting is by far the best. Yes. Um, and this is our last hurrah. So if you got you know a little extra money that you can lose, because we gotta always assume we're losing. Um, or else you have a problem. Um, (laughs) um, So if you have a little extra money you can lose, have some fun, make some bets on like make a bunch of them. Who cares? Never a lower moment in my life when the CFL was on and we were in a bar and I like, I screamed, no. And my girlfriend was like, what is wrong? And I was like, this motherfucker just scored a touchdown. She's like, why does that matter? I was like, I had the under or the over or whatever I had. <laughs> and she was like, you have a problem. <laughs> like, Everyone yeah. at the bar's like, oh, I wonder if this guy's from Saskatchewan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has been polite all night, but <laughs> this guy's losing his mind right now at the end of this Canadian football league. Um, yeah, that was a rough one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. And I mean, we've been red hot. Have I have yet to lose a side? I have lost some overs when I've given the overs, but eleven and zero right now when picking a side. So we gotta keep that going. Um, I have another one here for you. 
over shortest touchdown TD prop, one and a half yards is where it's set right now. So will the shortest TD be over or under one and a half yards? I say over because I feel like the only way you're getting a one-yard touchdown is off a of pass interference on the goal line. Like, yep. How often mm-hmm. are you getting down on the exact one without that? Rare. So I'm going over on that. Yeah, I, I like that too because it's just me just, you know, just really thinking, you know, maybe with the exception of like Tyler Boyd, we're not going to be throwing, you know, too many like jump balls into the end zone where pass interference is going to happen, in my opinion, to a lot of these wide receivers. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, it's also like, come on, these guys are all just such freaks. No one's getting stopped on the one. They're getting in. Correct. <laughs> so Correct. I don't think, yeah, so I like that. Um, also like, I don't, in this, I could be completely making this up, but like, I also feel cause it's the Super Bowl, going to be a less, uh, less whistle happy down on the goal line there for jump ball PI fouls. I mean, unless it's egregious. Um, right. I mean, how they missed that first one in the chiefs Bengals game where literally holding an arm there. I was like. Well, I guess this is how we're playing tonight. So I got to imagine the Super Bowl, a little less whistle-happy down down in the red zone on, on PIs in the end zone, I feel like. That's that's a great thing to bring up. And just in general, gosh, let's hope these officials, let's hope we don't even notice them. Let's, oh, my goodness. That, let's hope they just don't ruin this game. I don't if know. New York needs to buzz in, buzz in. Correct. Um. I don't know. I haven't looked at the stats this year, but I do feel like this year, I feel like every year I say this, but it does feel like the refs are becoming more and more part of the game. Like they want to be the stars almost. It's like, what are we doing out here right now? Um, I also don't love that the NFL just breaks up crews. Like I get like they pick, like they take the supposedly best refs and they put them into one crew for the playoffs. But like, I kind of like the continuity of like having the like grade the crews throughout the season. The highest graded crews stay and go on to the playoffs because then they have the continuity. They know what they're looking for, where where the weaknesses of the other yeah. refs. Like it, it's just a jumble mess. It feels like at times. Well, it's kind of like at work. Say you work on a team and you have to back someone else on another team. You don't really know what the hell is going on, but <laughs> you're just there to help out. Very fair. It's a very good comparison. Um, any other prop bets you got here? I wish I had more. Um, if you have more, I'm happy to listen. I'm going to go on the over for the national anthem. I think okay. it's at 95 seconds right now. There was a, a tip dropped I saw on the internet that uh, mm. somebody clocked a, a certain practice a little above. Now she, because I, I have a problem, I went and looked into it. She historically has been under 95 seconds, but apparently there was there's some information out there that this mm-hmm. has a good chance of going over. Not guaranteeing it. But we got over there, 95 seconds on the watch. I, I I could be wrong, but I want to say last year was Demi Lovato. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but okay, I think, there I think was so. a leak. There was a leak beforehand on hers last year, and crushed it, nailed it, nailed it. Yeah. So <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I am going with that. Hopefully, it is reliable. I'm going to take a waiver on it, not putting a ton down there. But if I see that. I am biting 100% of the time. Somebody's going to do a deep fake on us one one year and trip out the entire internet. But like, this is where I'm going right now. Over 95 seconds. And then I have one that I was going to get your opinion on. Joe Nixon's over-under. I think it was set at 64 last I checked. Joe Nixon is good. I very yeah. much love Joe Nixon. But to the point that we were bringing up earlier, I feel like 
we saw it last game. The predictability really worked against his favor. Like, the Chiefs knew when they were running the ball. They sort of teed off on him. He had a couple where, you know, they broke it up the C-gap or they had outside kind of zone concepts, and that's where he had success. But a lot of kind of right up the middle. He had 88 yards last game, 54 against the Titans, 48 against the Raiders. His carries were up from 14 against the Titans to 21 against the Chiefs. How do we feel about 64 and a half? I've been mulling it over. I don't I don't have anything yet, but it's something I'm looking at and monitoring. I I lean a little towards the under on that. Um I, I think maybe you can get more involved in obviously the passing game. And I mean they don't use them a lot, but they do make use of Samaje P. Ryan. That they do. Uh, they really do. And I mean he's a good player. I mean he was a former Washington player. I'm somewhat familiar with him. Um so yeah, I'd probably lean towards the under. Um I still think Mixon could be very effective and, you know, have a big role in this game, but I'd probably lean towards the under on that. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm also a, a little tip for individuals. If you're looking for unders on big players, you may want to wait because there are certain lines that are going to continue, like Cooper Cup example. There's a good yeah. chance that line continues to go up, especially given Higby has not been announced yet. If he gets announced out, which it seems to be trending that way, that number is going up. So if you like the under... Might be worth holding off until game day. If you like the over, the reverse applies. You might want to hit yeah. these now. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I was leaning under there. That was the last one I had, but I wasn't really sure if I wanted to pull the trigger on it. Um, so yeah, I, I, think, I, think I probably I probably wouldn't yet. I agree yeah. with you on that. I say. always, whenever I'm leaning towards unders, I'm always I always wait because let's be honest, people love overs, myself included. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Just if if you're feeling it under, um, just just wait it out a little bit. I agree. Um, I think that's a good cover of it. Might have a couple others, so make sure you're following at Trophy Gets Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We'll t- tweet out any additional uh, picks that we have. I think that covers it. Anything else on that game or this Super Bowl before we uh, wrap this bad boy up? No, man. I'm just, like I said, I'm just so happy we got a good matchup. We avoided Jimmy G. God bless him. Um, same. So I'm, glad we have, I'm glad we avoided it. <laughs> Uh, same. Um, before we go, I am also, I am And so Jimmy G, don't come to Washington. Oh, don't come to Tampa either. I saw some people rooting for that. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. like, stay away. <laughs> you can stay away. I saw one where it was like, let's get Mariota cheap and then draft the guy. And I was like, now that would be interesting. Do I want it? No, but that would be funny yeah. if we yeah. we had both um, one and two quarterbacks from that draft class on the Bucks at some point in their career. Would be funny. Would be a good joke. It would be. It would be. Yeah, it yeah. would be. But yeah, no, stay away from my team, Jimmy. <laughs> want you nowhere near. What a come down that would be going from Tom Brady oh. to Jimmy. G- I mean, it's a come down regardless, but like, oh man. I I forgot that I had seen those rumors as well. Um, and I laughed. I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, come on. Bucks Bucks Twitter has been doing their darnest to manifest Kyler Murray to the Bucks. <laughs> you oh. should see it. It is. They are all over it, just trying to manifest him over there, given he do you follow it all of uh, Cardinal social media? Well, right now, Washington, you know, Commander Commander City, the commanders right now are, <laughs> are trying to uh, talk Russell Wilson into reality, and I'm all for it. I would, yeah, I said, hey, get cooking, Lynch. Let's get Russ on the phone and bring him down to, to Tampa, but we shall see. Um, yeah, we will. Speaking of the commanders, how are we feeling about that name drop? <laughs> we haven't talked since uh, they released that bad boy. Um. I'll be honest. Maybe I'm lame. I never totally cared that much. Um, That's fair. And 
I would like to pat myself on the back. As you know, I predicted this in you September. Did. I said we will be the commanders. Um, <laughs> Very <laughs> um, true. I think I think it's a safe name. Um, I, I I don't like how we had to drag it out for two years. A big reveal that wasn't even a big reveal. It was lame. It was Doug Williams saying, we are the commanders. And that was just like, we waited two years for that. We're on Good Morning America, the Today Show, or whatever it was. I just, that didn't need to happen. Um, no. The, the, the Cleveland Guardians, they just sent out a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Guardians. Uh, we could have probably done something a little more that way. Just because, also because we knew everyone, you know, for the most part, wanted to keep Redskins. Um, and people were getting used to Washington football team. Yeah. So we knew regardless that it wasn't going to be very welcomed by the public. Um, outside of those like five fans outside the stadium who came up with yeah. a cringy <laughs> chant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we knew regardless that people weren't going to be happy. So why make such a big deal out of it? So that that's kind of my problem with the whole situation. Um other than that, I'm, I'm getting a little bit giddy over here because I think I, I think we have a, a little bit of a chance that maybe 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 Snyder will be gone in about three years. Um, Man, would that be looking, nice? It's looking more likely than it ever has. So changing the topic there a little bit. Man, let's get Dan Snyder out of there so we can just start fresh with the commanders. I honestly don't know how they haven't forced a sale on him. Like, is he? What does he have? Does he have pictures of Goodell in some compromising situation? Like, what is going on? He he's not good for business. No. I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> I Jerry. Don't, I don't know why Jerry probably likes him because there's not much competition in his division with them being yeah. in the current state. But like outside of that, what is going on here? <laughs> I have no idea. It makes no sense to me. It's just it, it just makes me just you know we kind of know a lot of these leagues are corrupt, but it's just like damn, you guys are just openly just showing how corrupt you are. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, just terrible, constantly. Every time you look at them, they're doing the wrong thing and just, like, in the worst way. Um, I will say the uniforms, the white one is clean, but the other two look like something I generated in, like, build a team in Madden or NCAA football. It's kind of funny. The white ones, I hated at first, but, man, they've grown on me. Dude. They're sick. (laughs) The one thing I do wonder, the W in the front of the black and the red, is that going to be the same? You remember like when the Jags had the different shape or the different colors Mm -hmm. and DBs were, and there was an advantage. I forget what it was. They could tell when they're turning their heads or whatever. Is the W on the front going to be a very similar like giveaway of like, you don't even have to look at the ball. The moment that W turns, like that's all you got to, like, I don't know. It's dumb because you just look at the helmet. But like, I remember there was some kind of thing where they were making fun of the Jags because there was some disadvantage by having that different color scheme. Yeah. It was like a giveaway for something. And I was wondering that with a W in the middle. I mean, that's also like just going to be the easiest way to call targeting. Like just line up where that W is. And you've got it. Um, crown of the helmet. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I was wondering that because that, that, that seemed like a weird placement for that bad boy. Yeah, I just think they just... They were worried, and then I heard they were worried with the black helmets about making them look too Steelers-like. So mm, I think that's part of why they yeah, did that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, that's what I heard. That makes um, sense. It's kind of funny though. Like, I like. I actually kind of like the burgundy ones, but I just wish it didn't say command. Like the big commanders across <laughs> just feels unnecessary. Um, I think that's what makes it feel like those build a team jerseys is the way that they have yeah. the two lines above the giant bold print commanders. I don't I, think we needed that. Yeah, no, I would agree. 
It's a good um, point. I was kind of wondering why I felt that way, and that that does. Yeah, that kind of feels like something. I think they'd be great if you got rid of that. I agree. They would look very spot on, sort of, to like the old jerseys a little bit. Not yeah. like perfect, but reminiscent of it at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I'll eventually, I actually, I I have, I haven't, I'll, I'll show you it. Unfortunately, not everyone will see it. I'm not ready to wear this yet. It's so just like, for anyone who can't see it, it's a big Washington Commanders face mask. It's so just like, boom, just in your face. And I'm just not quite, it's almost like I'm not over, you know, breaking up with, you know, the WFT Redskins team. Um, so it's like, I just can't represent this quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I need to ease my way in. <laughs> I, I think it'll grow on everybody. Like most names do. Like when you yeah. really look around the league, some of the names are kind of stupid. So like it, it'll terrible. grow. <laughs> yeah. We're just used to them. I mean, there's a team named the Bills. Yeah, a lot, of, name. a lot of birds, a lot of just random shit. Like, yeah, I, I think that uh, it'll grow for sure. I mean, there's a team yeah. named after a color. Like, they were just they picked a color. That's gonna be our exactly. team name. We named them like, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean that's yeah exactly. Like there are terrible names. Um, there's more bad names than than good names. I will say Buccaneers is a great name. It really Jelly. is. And it fits well with the area, the pirate scheme. It's just perfect. We don't do it's a great name. We don't do a lot right in Tampa, generally speaking, over the course of our history. We do have two Super Bowls, so we do do some things well. But overall, not usually the most well-run uh, organization for success. No, but they did nail that. They nailed the whole oh, concept. Nailed it. Nailed, nailed it. it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I think that's pretty good. I mean, I'm excited to watch the Super Bowl. It's going to be a good one. God, I hope the Bengals win so we can just go absolute crazy in the city yeah. um that's all i want because i i mean their window's gonna be open but we both know windows in football can close way quicker than expected they are set in prime to have a run here if they do things right but as we both know those windows close the shut window is so true i mean this isn't but people are already like watch mahomes is gonna be rogers it's funny <laughs> Dude, that, that's a legit concern. I mean, his cap hit just keeps getting worse and worse. You got an aging Kelsey, aging Hill. The pieces are, you know, their window's getting yeah. getting to that point where, yeah, I I could see. We'll see. I'm gonna hold he yeah. is he's incredibly talented. We said the same thing about Rogers, incredibly talented. I think there are some differences. He doesn't seem as high maintenance, but yeah, yeah I'm with you. That window could very well be closing very quickly there. Yeah. It it'll be interesting. But yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's go Bengals for real. Um it's just It'd be so fun to watch this team win because no one picked them. I mean, we we, we laughed at them in our preseason. preseason. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I chose them to go under their season total of like six wins. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I did. I think, I think we both did, yeah. Yeah, and I was pretty harsh on Zach Taylor, which I, I, I still think my comments are fair, but... Not much has changed. Yeah, he has done better than expected, and I like the guy. He's a very nice guy. I got yeah. nothing against him personally. Just I think there's a little bit... I think this team could be even better, but young in his career. Prove me wrong, I hope. Um, mm-hmm. I will gladly eat that column, as they say. Um, but all right, perfect. Well, that'll do it. And as always, peace.